Hey, good morning, church. Uh, my name is Andy. I'm one of the pastors here. I'm glad that you have joined us. It's, it's been a wonderful weekend so far. And of those of you guys who have soccer games, it was, it was absolutely perfect soccer weather yesterday. So it will not happen again. So just we have our memories of that and we'll hang on to them. We'll hang on to them. Hey, before we really get into, get into it, I just want to uh, make you guys aware of uh, next weekend we have a small group a lunch uh, meeting or a small group interest lunch meeting in the coffee house uh, right down there after church. And this is for anybody who's interested in uh, learning more about uh, small group ministry, how it works, um, just you know how you get signed up, what how we run our program here, and, and also uh, not only interest but interest in actually signing up. So we'll have signups there. We'll have a chance to to meet you and and, and kind of sh- share with you. So if you are not in a small group uh, or interested in joining one, please go on our website, small groups page, and, and you can have a sign up there. It's that we are providing lunch, and so we want to make sure to get a count of how many are going to be there. Also, you can take your phone and scan the QR code on the back of the seat in front of you. And you can also sign up that way as well. So small groups are vital, especially going to this next season where we're able to kind of just get together and, and uh, just do fellowship and have that community together. So I want to I encourage you all to take some time and go fill that out uh, today. So uh, if you're just joining us, we're in the middle of a series uh, called, the, we're looking at the ology, uh, which we're essentially taking a look at what Christians believe and taking a look through what we would call kind of more like a, a systematic theology, where we talked about uh, God, we talked about the, Jesus. We, last week, Pastor Brandon shared about sin, the hamartiology, or hamartiality, Sheology. I know I was getting it wrong, uh, but he talked about sin, right? We, we joke around having kind of a, a, a downer week when really it, it wasn't, but we're talking about the sin last week, um, and it really kind of sets up this week where we're going to be uh, go, getting into uh, salvation. Soteriology is, is the Greek word of soteria, and so we're going to look at soteriology, which is, uh, which is looking at what salvation looks like and what Christians believe about Salvation, and so the, the the first question we we ask and that we come to really is, um, what do we need to be saved from, and and how does that relate to me, right? Because if, if if we want to study being saved, we have to talk about well, what 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 am I being saved from, and really that was last week. And if you get a chance, you could you know hop on hop online or social media or on our website. You can you can watch that. But if not, I'll I'll, I'll give a spoiler alert there if you missed it. Uh, Brandon's definition of sin was, uh, is that sin is an attitude or an action that is contrary to the moral uh, law of God. It's, a, it's, it's an attitude or action that is contrary to God's moral law. So it's not an oops, it's not a mistake, it's not that I, that I trip, but rather it is, it is just when we do things that are contrary to, to the moral law. And then, then he kind of, we kind of landed last week that, that sin is a break in relationship with God, but that Jesus restores our broken relationship. And that's kind of where we landed last week was that, was that the, the, the sin is, is what separates us from God because perfect and, and holy cannot uh, mix with, with the, the blemished and the, the, the sinful ourselves without something that is that, that intercession, that is Jesus Christ. And we're gonna unpack that a little bit today. But the bottom line about, about last week was that, that we are saved from the penalty of sin. That's what our salvation is. It is that we are saved from the penalty of our sin. And so as we look at this Greek word, uh, soteria, as we look at that, the concept rather, um, it really is 
salvation really is studying the salvation and, and the saving that, that we, that you and I need. Now, the, the hard part about this is if you're, if you're taking, if you're at a Bible school or, or a seminary, you know, each one of these weeks, each one of these topics, I mean, you could spend a, a class on, uh, you could read the full book on. Uh, there's the, these are, these people have looked at these things in, in a very exhaustive way. And so uh, we're looking at big concepts very quickly and just kind of touching on what we kind of feel are some of the main parts. There are areas to these studies and to these, these uh, things we're going to mention that, that kind of go way far out. There's a lot of different views. We're trying to somehow, some way, boil that down to a Sunday morning just to kind of get the, the highlights of what Christians believe this. So if you've been a part of a, a, a you know, seminary or, or a Bible school, you, some of these words may, you may remember. Uh, some of these things we're going to talk about, you, you may have never actually used these words because some of them just aren't normal language stuff. Um, but you'll definitely know the concepts and you'll definitely understand like, okay, I know, I know what this is. I didn't realize it was called this because Theology loves to just name everything. And so they just have, you know, names for everything you got to try and remember. Uh, but what we're going to look at is all the aspects of salvation. We're going to look at all the aspects, because a lot of times you think of salvation as a moment. You think of it as like a, a point in time, a one-time thing. Hey, when I got saved, I, you know, and, you, and, and just remember like a, like a particular moment, but when, when it's, it's, it's more than that. It's more than that. We're going to unpack these ideas and the, the aspects that we're going to mention, I'll just list them and then we'll, we'll revisit them. We're going to talk about the actual conversion, so, so the moment that, that we talked about. Uh, we'll talk about regeneration. We're going to talk about justification. We're going to talk about adoption. And then we're going to talk about uh, sanctification. So, so not necessarily words that, that I use on a regular basis, uh, but, but the concepts for sure are stuff that, that, we're, that we're going to be familiar with. So we're going to kind of touch on those and kind of how they fit into this puzzle of uh, salvation. So let's look at the first one, conversion. Conversion. Uh, the, 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 our conversion is the moment that somebody accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So it is that time. Some of us think, okay, oh, I remember I was, you know, at camp or I was, you know, in, in this group or I was at home or I was out. And was, there's a moment in which you kind of, you kind of defined as this was when I've decided to follow Jesus or when I accepted God. There is a definitive kind of moment where you're like, this is now it. There's an old Chinese proverb that says the, the journey of a, of a thousand miles begins with a single step. This is that single step that, that I'm now on the journey with God. That's not to say that God hasn't been working in your life to them, but when you accept Jesus, that's when you call yourself a Christian, that's when you are a Christ follower, and that kind of begins uh, this moment. Uh, Paul recalls his moment in Acts, uh, in Acts 22. Here's, here, here's what Paul has to say about, about that conversion moment for him. It says, as I was on my way, I drew near to Damascus about noon, uh, at about noon, a great light from heaven suddenly shone around me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I answered, who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. Now, those who were with me saw the light, but didn't understand the voice uh, of, of the one who was speaking to me. And I said, what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to him, rise, go to Damascus, and there you will be told all that is appointed for you to do. Paul has that, the moment. That's his moment that he's describing. He, had, he, he, he heard God speak to him. His, his response was not, who is this? It's, Lord, who are you? 
He recognized in me, this, this needs to be, this, this must be God. Who, who are you, Lord? Is it, and and probably, I'm Jesus of Nazareth. And his response is like, okay, what do you, what do you need me to do now? So he has that, that moment where he, he, he not only put his faith in there, but also he, he believed it. He, he, he talked about it and, and he believed it as well. Romans 10.9 kind of succinctly says this, and we'll come back to this, this at the end, but it says that because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Paul described that, that, that confession, that belief in Lord, who are you? And then at the very end, he says, he says you know, what shall I do then? Acknowledging who he's speaking to and acknowledging that. Paul had that conversion moment. So a part of our salvation is, is a single moment in time where we decide, hey, I am going to follow Jesus now. And there's, there's, a, there's a, a point that we can point to. And so the, kind of the, the, the point of the convergence side is this, that choosing to follow Jesus saves us from the penalty of sin and begins our relationship with God. That's the, 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 when we follow Jesus, he saves us from the penalty of sin and we begin our relationship with God. Now, there's a couple of these aspects of salvation that happen in a moment, that, that, that all are happening kind of at once, not all in the sum of them. And so we see when, when, you, when you experience that conversion, we're also gonna hit the next, the next three, the regeneration, justification, and adoption, all kind of happen at once. And I'll kind of explain what those things are because you may be thinking, I don't, I never use those words, like this is kind of a weird adoption, of course we use that one. But the other one's like, okay, well, you know, uh, uh, I, I didn't really think of that when this happened, but I'll kind of explain and, and, and maybe, maybe it'll, it'll, it'll make some sense. Hopefully, it'll make some sense. So let's look at regeneration that, that, that happens the moment we accept Christ. Regeneration, God's transformation of believers from following the sin, following sinful nature to pursuing God. So we, 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 it's the idea that once we accept Christ, we understand what's happening here. We understand by acknowledging Jesus, we acknowledge, okay, I, I, I am a sinner in need of a savior. All this stuff that I'm dealing with, well, that's sinful. And, and the stuff that I've been pursuing um, that, that I, I no longer want to pursue that because I've seen Jesus and I want to pursue that. Paul says, the same Paul that we just read about his story in 2 Corinthians 5 says, if, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed and behold, the new has come. We are made new in that moment. We, we, we're new. We're not like we were because what, like we were, we were pursuing selfish gains. We were pursuing sin. Now, it's not to say you're, you're perfect now. We still got struggles, but, but we should have a different perspective when you, put, when you put your faith in Jesus and when you experience that salvation. Paul says again to Titus in Titus 3, 5, says that, that he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Now, now we'll still, we still have temptations that exist. We still have the same, you know, maybe the same, same pull, but, but we have a different perspective and things have changed because we now understand our, our purpose in life. I don't know if you guys have ever been um, ruined for, for, for something because you've experienced the best and, and now everything else kind of is, is, is not as good. And so if you try a version of it that's not the best, it just doesn't quite match up. 
You ever, you ever experienced that? It, it, I remember, so I've gone on a couple, a couple of missions trips, and, and I, remember, I remember two times, once having, having coffee in Papua New Guinea. And then we were visiting some missionaries that we supported here, at the Taps, and 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 we're sitting we're sitting out there, and, and Papua New Guinea is just the most fertile area ever. You can just set something on the ground like a topto pineapple; they just grows. It's crazy. But uh, but we're sitting there drinking this coffee that was like unreal, amazing coffee. And I'm like sitting there, oh, there's the coffee trees and the where it's picked, and that's where it's roasted, and then and then now it's here, like all within eye shot of where I am. And and I, the same thing happened when I was in Honduras as well, where I was sitting there like, Honduras is like at some elevation that, that coffee snobs like, like no, it's like, I don't know how many thousand feet or whatever, but it's like perfect, you know, to, to grow. You can see on the mountainside, there's like these things. That's where everybody here goes down there to get. But I remember just trying the coffee, just black coffee there just it was so unbelievably good. It was so like fresh and smooth. I'm like, I, I can't, like all other coffee, you know, pales. I mean, mom's sitting here at home, I'm, or you know, I look at Folgers crystals; they just don't taste as good. <laughs> Never thought that day would happen. I mean, you know, my got a little Keurig machine where I stick like a little little bucket thing in a in a thing, and it you know pressure out. I'm like, oh, that's not that, that's terrible compared to like this coffee that I've had. So like, I've, I've I've tasted the best and the best I've ever had. It's like an amazing. So everything else now, I got to like put other things in it because it just I, it can't compare to this kind of black coffee that I had. So I just I'll oh, throw whatever in it because it's you know not the same. It's not good. So I might as well just you know go all in on that. Uh, but but I, I think it's the same way when, when we become a Christian, all of a sudden now we've seen the best. We've seen purpose and we've seen meaning and we've seen that our, that our sin, what it does for us. And we know what that forgiveness feels like and what that the, the weight of guilt coming off our shoulders. We've experienced something that, that, that is, is amazing. So we, we, we no longer want to pursue the old stuff because it's terrible. Right, like, 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 sin is like the the Folgers crystals of coffee, you know. Okay, no, that's not true. Some of you guys are like, "How dare you!" But when we've experienced something so good, like the forgiveness that that comes from for, for, with, from Jesus and understanding that the fulfillment in our lives, our pursuit of of our goals and our pursuit of our, our money and our possessions and our status and our pride and our, our, our selfishness, money, all of these things are, 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 are worthless compared to knowing and following our Lord and Savior. And so when we have that, that idea of, of regeneration is that we no longer have that drive to pursue the old stuff. When I'm, when I'm changed, when I'm made new, now my focus is, is I want what's, what's good and what's pure and what's holy. And it's not to mean I always, I always go after that, but, but everything's changed. Everything's changed in me and it should change in you. So now I, w- I want to pursue God. I no longer want to pursue the things of this world. That's the idea of the, of the regeneration that happens when we accept Jesus and realize that I am a sinner in need of a savior. And so to kind of sum up the regeneration, that the following Jesus will reveal our vain pursuits while giving us purpose. The next, the next aspect is, is justification. That this happens, this happens, you know, in the same moment as well of, of conversion, justification. And that, that's the idea that God declaring sinners through faith in Jesus Christ to be in right standing with him that we would be in right standing with God. So when we accept Jesus, we accept that forgiveness, when the, the penalty of our sin is no longer on us, there's that, that block that was between us and God is now removed. So now I, I, I can have that relationship with God. 
Romans uh, 3.20 just says, says this, that, that for by works of the law, no human being will be able to be justified in the sight since through the law comes the knowledge of sin. And then later on in that same verse, we, we see that, that for, or in that chapter rather, we, we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. When we try to earn our way to heaven, we try to be so good that God would be impressed with, with what, what I've done. We're, it's, we're just delusional because there's nothing that I can offer God where he's gonna be super impressed, where he's gonna say, wow, I didn't think you were that good. Thank you for being that good, Andy. Like that just doesn't happen because he is perfect and he is holy and, and, and I'm so not, and, 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 I, I, and, and I can't be. And the point is not that we should be. The, the point is how good God is, not how good you and I are. And so it, it's, we're justified by, through our faith and we can have that close to that relationship with God because of our faith in Jesus, not because I'm so good and I do so many good things and I attend so many church events and have so many church bumper stickers or whatever it is that we think it makes us like holy. It's just, we can't be good enough to be justified. We can't before God. So stop trying to be. So following Jesus removes the barrier our sin has put between us and God. And then, and then and finally what happens in, in that moment is, is kind of something we're, we're kind of more familiar with, which is the, the idea of adoption. Adoption. So, so we've, we have the conversion moment, you know, where, where we were converted, where, where then, you know, we, we have that, that regeneration with the justification, you know, we're right for God now, all of a sudden we have this adoption where we are brought into God's family. Adoption is becoming part of God's family through faith in Jesus Christ. We all want to be a part of community. We, all, we love the feeling of being part of, of the, the, the greater group and feeling like we belong and feeling like we're accepted and feeling like this, this, this is, I want this camaraderie. And in the converse, if we're not in it, we also feel uh, lonely and we feel like an outcome when we're not a part of that. We, we, we're kind of made to be in this community and, and, and we want to be. Uh, well, a little known fact uh, about me is I, I do, I do uh, have my motorcycle endorsement uh, and I've never ridden a motorcycle. <laughs> I don't plan to, but I'm just gonna keep it just in case, you know, because every, every time I renew, like, you wanna keep this? Sure, why not? Uh, I got it because uh, at one point I, I used to own a scooter, a little scooter, a little motor scooter. And if a scooter's over, um, if the engine's big enough over, over 49cc, um, you, you if it basically can go over like 30 miles an hour, then you, know, you need to like prove you know something about riding a two-wheeled motorized vehicle. And so you gotta take a test and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, when I got my scooter, I really wanted to, you know, I looked around and saw, you know, there's there's you know, biker biker gangs and biker bars and you know motorcycle church and you know there's no there there's no scooter bars out there. Not that I want to go to a bar, but there's no scooter church. There's no there's no scooter gangs out there that I'm aware of. Kind of tried to start one, didn't work. But you know, I just I you know I got this thing. I just wanted to be a part of the club. You know, I have this like yeah, you know. You have a scooter too. And so I remember one time I was like, okay, I noticed these motorcycle guys always have this wave. You know, they have this thing. I'm like, okay. You know, they got the, they got the little, you know, kind of like the hand thing down there. Don't understand what that is. Even though I have my endorsement, I don't know. They just do that thing. 
And I was like, okay, let's do this. I'm gonna do this. And so next time, next time I go, you know, with a motorcycle guy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him the wave. <laughs> if you guys ride a motorcycle, you're like, oh gosh. <laughs> so, so I did it. I came on this guy and kind of, I'm like, going down, you know, Brookswood, just fully opened up at 35 miles an hour. And, uh, and, I, and I do it, you know, do the wave. Uh, I got a different signal back from the guy. <laughs> they have a different sign for scooters. It involves just one finger, just one finger only. Yeah, so needless to say, I'm not a part of the, I didn't, I didn't make it into the biker gang. You know, I wasn't a part of that club. I tried to, but uh, I feel like I got rejected. And I kind of stopped trying after that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I say that kind of joke to say, you know, it, it, we all, we all kind of have this desire to, to, to kind of be a part of, of, of this group. And the great thing about um, the body of Christ is, is it says in, in John 1 that, that, uh, uh, that all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. We, we are adopted in, into God's family. When we accept him, we're, 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 we're brought into that. 1 John 3, 1 says, um, see what, what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. When we become a Christ follower, we're, we're, we're brought into that community. We're brought into that, to that, to that family. And, and, and with that, we're, we're adopted in. We have, we, have, we have brothers and sisters in Christ. We have a heavenly father. And there's this, there, there's this, this feeling of, of community that exists. Now, listen, we're all still sinners. So sometimes we really, you know, make, make church not feel, feel like a really dysfunctional family. But, you know, we're, all, we're, we're still all sinners in need of a savior. And, and so we can still operate like the church. And so I, I feel like um, uh, when, when we do accept Jesus and get into this, this, uh, this family, that there's just that sense of belonging that, that we've all kind of been missing at one point. And so, and so to kind of sum up adoption, it's that following Jesus places us into a new spiritual family, that it gives us a new spiritual family. And then finally, we're going to look at the, the, the last aspect that isn't in, in the moment. So we've talked about the, the kind of what happens when you, when you uh, are in the moment, but this uh, uh, sanctification is, is what happens uh, afterwards, what happens afterwards. And so sanctification, again, not a word I use on a regular basis, but definitely a concept that we all are familiar with. It's, it's the continual work of God in the lives of believers, making them holy. It's that continual work of us. If we put our faith in Jesus, where we continually try to get closer and closer to God and we become holy means you become, you are separate, you are set apart, you, you, you are, are for God. So all the, the blemishes, all the sin, all the kind, you just try to get rid of and you try to just, you know, shed it and get rid of it and just, just, just um, remove it from our lives. Galatians 5 says it like this, that if we live by the Spirit, then let us keep in step with the Spirit. In other words, you know, when, when we accept Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit in us. We try, to, we try to be guided by the Spirit in our pursuit. As we go through life, we should be doing things that, that help get us closer to God. There's a, a, a Bible dictionary described, described like this. And I liked the way, so I'm going to share it with you, uh, kind of the definition of sanctification. It says, says this, the sanctification refers to the process of gradual purification from sin and progressive spiritual growth that should mark the life of the believer. It's the process of the gradual purification of sin, 
and progressive spiritual growth. So when you become a Christian, it's not like you're, all, you're, you're, you're dialed where you just have everything figured out. You're like, man, okay, good. I'm, 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 I'm good now. You know, we have so much learning to do and so much growing to do that, that, that it's, it, it can feel almost overwhelming to think, how could I possibly get to a place where I can be holy or I can be, uh, you, know, you know, get rid of all this sin? Even Paul, you know, even Paul, when he writes to the Philippians, later in his life says, says this in Philippians 3. He says, not that I have already obtained it or obtained this or, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it uh, I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul is saying, I'm, I, I, I have been forgiven my sin. I, I no longer look back at who I was because I'm a new creation. I've been made new. I don't, I don't focus on that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't dwell on that. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward at, at, at God, who's, who's my future. I'm trying to be as much like him as I possibly can. Being Paul saying, hey, I'm not perfect. I haven't reached that goal yet, but I'm, I'm gonna press on. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep trying. I'm gonna keep you know, refining myself, kind of being like Christ. I'm gonna keep trying. And this, this is a place where most of us believe, if, you, if you've been a Christian, you're in this spot. If you've accepted Jesus, you're in this spot where you're in that spot of you're keep, you, you gotta be reminded, I gotta keep pressing on. I got to keep trying. Uh, you know, you've gone to, I don't know how many church services or, or you know, how many times you, you've done, but read, you know, this, this book or that book, but you need to be reminded and, and continually encouraged to keep pressing on, to keep pursuing holiness and to keep pursuing that call that we have, which is to get rid of that sin that distracts us, but to focus on Jesus Christ. And so our salvation, as we look at it in its, in its totality, our salvation does begin at a moment where we accept Christ. And the moment we accept Christ, our, our heart changes from the things of this world to the things of heaven. And, our, and so we have that motivation. And, and we are now justified and made right in front of God to where we can have that relationship because the sin we acknowledge Jesus is taken care of. And then we're brought into God's family to where we're now, we're not, we can call ourselves children of, of God. And then, and then as we move forward and as we, we grow in our relationship with God, now we, as we mature and we, we work out the, the sanctification, we keep working to, to try and get rid of this sin and through God's help, we become, we become holy and become more holy as we get older and more mature in our walk. Now there's there's we we kind of probably fit into two different categories. Not that I try and categorize people at all, but uh, if if you've never accepted Jesus, if you've never taken that step uh, of faith, then then you're going to get a chance this morning. And then uh, also you know kind of the other if if you're like me and you've you've been a Christian for a while, I'm, I'm going to encourage you as well. Maybe we need you know, kind of a, a little encouragement as well to, to, to keep on. Maybe we've, we've plateaued a little bit. You know, if you've never a, a accepted Jesus, um, what you're doing is acknowledging that, that you're a sinner in need of a savior, that, that you're acknowledging the fact that, that you can't save yourself, that you need actual saving. And the good news is all of us have sinned, 
All of us have kind of fallen short of that measure. And, the, and that it's, it's that sin that kind of gives us that, that block between, between us and God. You know, and, and even though, you know, even though we may not have accepted God, or even though we may have accepted Jesus at one point, before you were born, before you even knew about Jesus, God, God sacrificed his son and, and said, I, I'm going to make this available to, to Andy. Before he's even born, before he even, you know, will, will, will step foot into a church, that Jesus died for me, and that, and that, that forgiveness is available through the work of Jesus Christ. And so, and so I, I just need to find it and to accept it and to hear about it. And, and, and for you, he, if you ever thought about that, that he died before you were even born, before even Jesus made that sacrifice for us, all we need to do is to put our faith in him. There's a verse in John that we mentioned earlier, John, John 10, 9, that I don't, I, I don't want to say it's, it's, it's a formula because it's not a formula, but it involves it, two aspects that it takes, I think, for us to kind of acknowledge. And it, takes, it, it says that you know, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's, it's, that, it's that acknowledgement, the confession that, that Jesus is Lord. And then for you to actually believe it in your heart. Because it's not the words that are magical. It's not the words that are, you know, it, it, it's the idea that I believe that Jesus is Lord. I will say it and, and I will live it out. And you'll be saved. And you'll start that journey if you haven't done that there's this there, or not familiar with it there's this thing called the sinner's the sinner's prayer I feel like all my prayers are the sinner's prayer because I'm a sinner but uh, this one we sometimes give a, a title to, to, to what is known in the church world as the sinner's prayer and it simply is a prayer that just kind of encapsulates what it means to, to accept Jesus I'm just going to read it so just you can just listen here to this and this is just a prayer this isn't like a special magic thing. It's just, this is just kind of a, it encapsulates it. Here it is. It says, um, Heavenly Father, I, I know I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins, and I do now receive him as my Lord and personal Savior. I promise to serve you to the best of my ability. In the name of Jesus, amen. And it's that prayer, it's, it, it's, it's that simple. So if, if, if you haven't accepted Jesus, I, I want you to consider this. In fact, we're gonna, we're gonna take time. The, the worship team's gonna kind of come out. Um, but if I'd ask you guys just to bow your heads, close your eyes, we're gonna, I wanna give an opportunity. I wanna, I wanna give an opportunity to accept this, this gift. If you haven't ever given your life to Jesus, and, and this morning just talking about the need for saving, just talking about this, you, you feel that, and you feel something in you that's like, okay, I think it's time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this verse slowly and, and just, you know, you could just repeat it, not out loud, in your heart, in your mind, just repeat, repeat this prayer if you want to accept Jesus. Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. I do now receive him as my Lord and Savior. And I will serve you to the best of my ability. With heads down and eyes closed, if you've prayed that prayer for the first time, 
this morning. If you, for the first time, acknowledged your need for a savior with no one looking around, if you just want to slip your hand up so I can pray for you, just say, just, you just say, Lord, I just prayed that prayer. Lord, make this my prayer to you. Let me pray for those three, three hands that I saw. Let me pray for them. Lord Jesus, we, we, just, we just thank you and praise you for the lives that you've touched this morning. We thank you for, for the, the, the acknowledgement, Lord, of, of, um, of their need for a savior. And Lord, we celebrate with you this, this first step that they're taking in the relationship with you. We ask this in your name, amen. Hey, can we just keep a hand for those, those three lives that were changed this morning? You know, and if, if, you, if, you, if you prayed that prayer or if you, or if you, or if you want to pray or talk more, we want to tell, tell somebody about it. Mark on a connection card, come find us at, at the, you know, one of us, just let us know. We want to sit down and help you through this journey. Help you, through, help you through, you're not supposed to do this on your own. And, 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 and I just want to take a sec to, to address kind of the, those of you who maybe you um, uh, have accepted Jesus and, and maybe, maybe you've been walking with him a long time, but, but you kind of hear this, these idea, you hear this idea of like the sanctification and you don't feel like you're maybe getting closer to him, closer to God by being refined, but rather you're just kind of plateaued, just kind of sitting there like, wow, I'm, I'm in a rut. Uh, I, I want to pray for you this morning as well. So, so let's just bow your heads, close your eyes. I want to pray for you. Lord Jesus, I, I just lift up those who, who uh, maybe have, have um, not feel as close to you as they have in their life. The, those who have um, maybe uh, just kind of stagnated for whatever reason, Lord, and, 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 and rather than you know, moving forward or moving backward, just kind of standing there, Lord. A lot of us have been in that place. Lord, I pray for your Holy Spirit to come and encourage them and, 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 and to compel them towards love and good deeds. Just encourage them in a way that helps them to kind of reignite that uh, love for you and to give them the courage to, to, um, to do those things they know they should in order to have that healthy, thriving relationship. So with, with, with heads down, eyes closed still, um, if you're saying like, you know, could, could you pray for me? I need that. I need that extra something this week to get me off that plateau. If you, if you just want me to pray for you, just without hands or just hold your hand, saying, God, I just need that extra shot in the arm. I just need that, I need that um, encouragement that compels me to move on. Let me pray for, for, for you all. Uh, Lord, we know that our walk with you is not always up and to the right. Always, sometimes we need that encouragement. Those those individuals this morning who who raised their hand, God, I pray that you would you would come and speak to them right now, Lord. They may be in difficult circumstance, they may be just dealing with struggles and and temptations, or they may just kind of be in a spot where they just don't know what the next step of growth is. God, just speak to them this morning. Give them the courage to take those extra steps and and really reveal, Lord, where you want them, how you want them to grow. As they go through the sanctification process, as they keep growing, I pray you guide them in that. We ask this in your name, amen. I just want to encourage you all as we, as we, um, uh, 
as we have talked about this, to really be, be just thinking and praying for those who have given their life. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, let someone know, let us know, write it down. Um, we, we wanna help you on this journey. Um, but we're gonna kind of go into the, the final kind of a, a celebratory worship because really being saved and salvation is, is exciting and it's celebratory. It says when someone gives their, gives their life or when one sinner repents, the angels rejoice. So I want you guys, would you stand with me as we kind of go do this final, final worship songs? So would you stand as we worship?